Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right, cool. We're both ready. That is goodness. Um, all right, so today is Friday, May 11th, and welcome to Think Rollins, the podcast. Today, we are here with Mark Phillips. Welcome, Mark. Thanks, Craig. Hello. Hello. World. Yes, so, uh, you know, I think you know I have to ask you one question at the very beginning of the show before we get into any of the other interesting topics we want to talk about, and that is, what do you want to play for the intro music? Baby Monkey Riding Backwards on a Pig. Baby Monkey Riding Backwards on a Pig. All right, well, that that's great. People have been listening to that and probably wondering what's going on, um, but that's cool. That's your choice, and uh, it's funny. One of the things that um, I've heard most consistently from our listeners is that um, they love that people get to pick the music, and I love it too because, uh, quite honestly, it occasionally provides some insight into the person <laughs> that we're interviewing. Uh, so maybe I'll start with this question that I kind of jotted down in my notes before I uh, before I talk to you because I thought it might come up, um, which is which is what is it with you and monkeys? I think it's more of what is with monkeys and me. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, monkeys, monkeys are cool. Monkeys are cool. Yes, they uh, uh, they they do neat things. Um, monkeys apparently actually eat, or I guess people actually uh, eat bananas upside down. Monkeys eat them the other way around. Yeah, they and, peel it from the end that doesn't have the stem yeah, on it, right? Yeah, and and I'm I'm gonna go with the monkeys. Uh, probably know what they're doing, um, given their duration and frequency um, of banana eating. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I've tried it a couple times, but then I succumb to the peer pressure. People around me. And, uh, <laughs> you need to hang out with monkeys more. They wouldn't judge yes, you so much. Yes, that's that's what I've been saying. Well, I'm sure there's a segue in there somewhere, but I have absolutely no idea what it would be. So, uh, the the question that I want to ask you uh, is that so you're you're a coach at Relevance, and um, that's your job title anyway. It involves doing many things, but uh, I think you're the first coach we've had on, um, which is great because um, it's a key role at Relevance and one that I think. Uh, when people come to work with us, I think it's one of those that they maybe go, coach, okay, you guys have coaches. So I wonder if you could tell us what exactly that means. Sure. I mean, to, to, to the outside world, um, you know, project manager is probably reasonably close, um, but it's kind of like, like everything else at Relevance where, you know, you take something that kind of exists in the outside world and kind of see, well, how can we, you know, tweak and optimize this, you know, for the particular situation? Um, and that's kind of how the coach role you know, it's kind of evolved where, um, you know, the, the aspects of, of, of a coach and a project manager that are, are, are very much the same of, you know, kind of where, where does the ultimate buck stop, you know, in terms of, um, you know, it's not who's responsible for project success, but, you know, developers can, can rotate on and off of a project. Um, you know, architects are kind of split across, you know, a number of things, you know, and coaches might have multiple projects as well. But at the end of the day, you know, the the person responsible for making sure that at least everything that we said we were going to do, that we have either done or uh, have an understanding of, of why it, you know, didn't make sense to do, um, how it did, um, kind of own own the, the, uh, the communication with the customer, you know, the client. Um, so it's a bit of account management in there as well. Um, but again, it's, 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 okay, we've got this team and, you know, the aspects of, you know, where the phrase coach came in is, hey, you know, nobody works for the coach, you know, that's kind of why the word, pro the phrase project manager is kind of weird. Like it's, we, we kind of wanted to get manager out of the title altogether mm -hmm. um, because it, it, it's really, okay, you know, there's this team that, that involves, you know, relevance developers and architects and designers and then um, the, with the client, you know, the uh, stakeholder, the product owner. Um, and the various other people within, you know, their organization. And it's 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 how can we get this team um, working well together? And that's 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 really a key um, key function of the coach. Um, again, uh, it's it's there's no authority there. It's it's just hey, you know, what what are the strengths? Where 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 are people not as strong? And and matching things up such that um, again that everyone knows what they're doing each day and that they're 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 working on what they're best at. Um, figuring out, being able to identify when people need help and, and, and get them that assistance. Um, but again, it's, 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 it's the team, you know, that succeeds. Um, but, but you kind of, you know, like anything, just the, it helps to have somebody there that at least, you know, as, as, as a safety net of like, Hey, you know, you'll be in a meeting and, and, and the client will say, Hey, yeah, here, here, here's what I want us to do. And, um, you know, on, on the one hand, you know, you want to make sure that the, the, the client is happy and that, and that they're getting what they want. But, uh, you know, the coach would be the person who would say, hmm, you know, 
we can totally do that, but that's kind of the opposite of what you asked us to do, you know, three weeks ago. Um, so, so just to make sure, you know, again, we're flexible. We can do, do what, what needs to be done, but just to make sure, like, is this a new feature you want? Um, and, and it's become more important than other things or, um, did you, did, are you, you know, did you make a mistake or was there a misunderstanding or, um, you know, is something just confused here? And so kind of whole, a lot of cases we kind of hold up, you know, what the client told us back to them. Um, so, 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 so a lot of times I kind of, I kind of say, you know, Hey, you know, when, once the, the, we start a project, you know, my, my, my loyalties are to the project. Um, I need to keep the, the customer happy, you know, on a daily basis, you know, throughout, but they, they have essentially entrusted that project, you know, to me to, to protect and nurture such that, uh, if anyone wants to, if there's any, you know, essentially threats to the original project, which, and, and threat isn't necessarily a bad word. If, if the client wants to change something again, it's sure. just a matter of, Hey, absolutely. You know, you know, whatever needs to be done, things change all the time. But, but again, let's, let's evaluate our original goals and make sure, um, you know, if if no, we st now that we look at them again, the time frames and scopes agreed upon. You know, if hey, no, this actually is the way you want to shift. Absolutely, let's pivot. But but sometimes it's a matter of you know saving saving customers from themselves. Um, yeah. So 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 again, it, it's it's we don't own the project, which and we don't manage anybody, um, but we are there to to help the team succeed and kind of be that 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 last line of defense. Yeah, I've definitely seen that in, in the coaches that I've worked with at Relevance where. A, a big part of the role is um, let's keep our eye on the, our eye on the ball, which is, gets kind of towards the sports analogy. I mean, the word coach is very evocative of, you know, um, the person on the sidelines. You know, there's players in the game and there's a person on the sidelines who's not in the game. Do you think that, I mean, that seems like a bit of a incorrect analogy. I mean, I really feel like the coaches are are part of the team. Do, do you think that sort of sporting analogy is is a good one or are there problems with it or what's the context there uh that's a great question and and i think it's you know again there's there's aspects of it that are appropriate as in like hmm the people who are you know the the makeup of the team for the current situation which has changed from you know the previous week uh is no longer the best you know to we want to say you know keep the analogy you know win you know the game of completing this project successfully and in that case, it will be, you know, the coach's responsibility to essentially swap out players. You know, hey, you know, what made sense at the beginning of the game, you know, in the last five minutes, it, it's no longer the right team out on the field. Mm -hmm. And we can make changes. So in that sense, yeah. But but also uh, we do have the ability to, you know, run on the field and take the ball ourselves, you know, <laughs> and throw a catch a pass. So so <laughs> that's where it breaks down. If we, I think we absolutely are part of the team, um, you know. Uh, rarely and 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 for very good reasons do coaches go in and change any code because um, that that would be bad. Uh, but occasionally I'll jump in, you know, and change text on a page. You know, if it's something you know that I can hop, you know, you know, jump in, uh, you know, with Git and and make some some quick changes. Uh, absolutely, you know, we'll we'll do that. But you know, in, in general, you know, there's there's a limitation to you know where we can contribute, you know, on the team. But there's certainly not a a barrier there or we're not, no one's going to, you know, throw a flag. Sure. Right. If, if the coach runs out on the field. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think that's where, you know, again, there's, there's pieces. It's, it's sometimes like the, 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 the phrase like agile project manager is almost sort of more applicable, but then mm. there's three words and that just gets confusing. So um, one thing we actually just changed on, on the website to kind of help this is it only, t it actually used the term project manager in describing the role of the coach and so we actually just just went in and and i guess this is an example where i'm the you know coach of the website project we mm -hmm. kind of treat that as an internal you know development project um but i just went in and and, and you know updated that um you know myself of just and and we kind of changed it to we you know the heading now says project manager slash coach and then we say you know hey uh, the role of the project manager also known as coach and then by the end of the the paragraph we're just calling it coach so kind of a help people understand at least our terminology and, and, and what we're talking about. Gotcha. Uh, see, uh, the, one of the things you mentioned the website and, and one of the things that's been great lately is, um, you've posted a couple really, what I thought were really good articles. Uh, the two on the blog that I'm thinking of are, uh, agile reboot, reboot, putting the man back in manifesto, which I think is a great title. And then, uh, why retrospectives could get personal. 
Um, I wonder if we could go back and revisit the the Agile reboot one. Um, what what so for people that haven't read it, maybe you could quickly summarize it. And then the question I have for you is, what prompted you to write it? I mean, it seemed like it came from sort of it almost had the sense to me of like, wow, this is something that I really need to say. So was there some set of circumstances that that made that come out of you, or what? what how did that lead? How did we lead up to that? Sure, I think it was kind of a a, a buildup of just. Um you know, things around just, just on the web and things talking about Agile. And then, you know, and also I think a lot of it is uh, there's been confusion around when you say Agile coach um, gets really confusing because the, officially the term Agile coach is you're literally coaching Agile. Uh, like like right. you go, you, you, these are people who go into organizations um, and, and kind of teach people how to... Um, do you know they say do agile which 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 again that's i think i had in the post like drives me crazy like right. it's not, it's not a thing you know it, it it's more of a uh, you know like a state of mind maybe a little a little too far but but it's just a uh, uh, you know i mean the, the simple agile manifesto of just it's it's look you know it's it's talk to people um it's it's adjust as needed you know um no documentation for documentation's sake you know figure out what you want to do it's not that you don't plan and that you don't think ahead um but uh it, it, you're not shipping um documentation you're not shipping a testing infrastructure you know you you do what you need to meet the goal which is uh you know provide value to to your client or your customer or you know the ultimate end user um that's all that matters um and so so uh you know, like anything else, you know, you, you have it, it, it. Some people think agile means, you know, oh, you just jump in and, and, and go and see where the winds take you. And that's, you know, sometimes if you're building a quick little prototype, you know, that can work. But but on any, you know, uh, reasonably sized project, like that's how, how you, that's that's doomed to failure um, primarily. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's different than, you know, lean where, you you know, you know you, you, you do what you need, you, you know. And the and that's that's the core of it is you figure out what, what do we need um, to be successful at this, and then let's not do any more than that because that's energy and time taken away from, you know, creativity and building the project. But so it's 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 just around. It's you have just enough, and that the team's mindset is again like it's not what is the procedure in order to make some change. You know, the procedure is you go talk to someone and say, hey, you know, here's a change I'd like to make. What do you think about it? Sure. Um, and 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 you know, I think I, I have a part in there about you know people have this insistent on. You know, uh, this 15 minutes stand up scrum, you know, meeting where like you are standing up. Like, I, I, who cares? You know, like that, that's an example of, you know, the, the, the square turkey thing where, um, you know, because grandma's oven was, was too small and how they cut the turkey. It wasn't that someone thought that it, it, it was better. Um, uh, where, it, you know, it, it, it's, it, and then if people forgot, it, forgot about it, you know, yes, in order to, one method of keeping meetings short and, keeping people from rambling on is you have them stand up because they get tired of standing up and then they'll just want to, you know, finish, wrap it up and leave. But it's not like inherently more effective. You don't have better outcomes of the meeting because people are standing or sitting or, you know, doing somersaults, but people like teach this, you know, like you must do this in a certain way. Sure. So, so, so that's, that's, that's part of where that came from of just, just to remember, you know, what, what's important, what's the essence of these artifacts that, you know, are these artifacts and things have come out of how, if you, you know, observe, um, a team that, that, you know, what something you call an agile team and then, and it's not necessarily the external, what they're doing that, that is what is making them be an agile team. It's, it's more about how they're thinking, um, and, you know, because one thing on the on the different projects, even at relevance, um, you know, if someone was like, okay, huh, how do you do, uh, you know, how do you run a project at relevance? And like, and it, if they just looked at one or even two or probably even three projects, um, they 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 might think they know. Oh, this is how you run, you know, an agile project. And no, because it's is what at the core of it, it's it's you do what's appropriate for that particular project, that particular customer at that particular time. Um, and it changes, so it just it just be be flexible. But again, on a stress that doesn't mean um, you're not disciplined um, or have any structure. It's just it it changes. Yeah, I mean, I've, I know I've when I came to Relevance, one of the things that struck me was uh, was that we we do have strong processes, but as you say, they they evolve. I mean, I've I've found that the typical curve with a with a project is you start out with okay, here's a set of things that we're probably going to do. And then you sort of, 
as you go along, you're like, you know, this project, that one's not working. Let's do it differently. Hey, I have an idea. Let's do things this way. And and as the project goes on, um, it always changes, but it tends to sort of converge on a, a set of practices that are uh, different from project to project, but tuned for what you're doing. So I almost, I, I've commented before that it's not so much that we have a process. In fact, we don't have a process, but we do essentially have a process for creating a process. Yeah. And like you all, you always have a plan for the day. You always have an agenda for a meeting. You always have, you know, a goal for the iteration. Um, again, the important part is, is, is that, that, pro, that, that, I guess that step of um, let's have a clear list of things we need to do. And then that list may totally change as you go. But but it's but it's a conscious change of you realize, oh, we just came across something new. That makes these three things on our list totally irrelevant and adds these two others. And you just make that shift. But to go into that, that iteration without that list to start with, you're, you'd just be flailing. So the, um, there's a okay. theme. Oh, I'm, no, please continue your thought. Um, you, like, like iteration zeros are a great example of this, which are the uh, it's the first week of a project where we really sit down uh, with the customer and just kind of hash out, okay, what really are we building? Why are we building out? What's the value of this? Who's involved? Um, just really question all the assumptions and make sure um, everybody knows what we're doing. Like one of the deliverables of that is just a clear statement of, you know, X is building Y for Z. Um, and, and it's hilarious because like, but through the end of you know the the all the process to get to that I zero of getting, um, you know staffing and 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 um, you know contracts and everything signed and and often you'll get you know eight people in a room convinced that they know exactly what the plan is and that everyone else is on the same page and and you go in with with a clear like agenda for the week of this is you know almost an hour by hour this is what we'll do going in there um, and then again that sets the tone for this is serious you know. We got a methodical process here. We're going to go through and 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 get this done as quickly as possible, but as as um, accurate as possible. And within the first hour, we almost always completely throw out that whole agenda. Yeah. Um, one recent um, iteration zero. Literally within the first half hour, everyone realized that all their assumptions on on on, on all parties uh, relevance the the client. You know, we all realized. Oh, wait. Okay. We were, all our assumptions were completely wrong, and we completely shifted what needed to be done, and, and the project worked out great. But um, so again, like you, you, you need to have a plan going in, but but be prepared uh, to adjust. Mm -hmm. uh, so the I think I'm hearing a theme emerge from all mm -hmm. the stuff that we've talked about, and I might sum it up as one word that's been kicking around a little bit in my head as I've been thinking about you know the software development process, and that's perspective. I mean, you talked about coaches as being the person who's ultimately responsible for keeping the project in mind and for bringing people back to the project when they might start to follow um, their own agendas, you know, out of, out of totally reasonable impulses. I mean, for example, as a developer, I, I sometimes get excited about technology. If I, if I didn't get excited about technology, I, I don't think I'd be as good a developer <laughs> as I am. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, to have a, a coach say, that's great. That's an interesting technology. However, that's going to cost the customer a lot more money than if we just go over and grab this thing. So that's one aspect of perspective you talked about. And then, you know, you were talking about um, uh, uh, about agile and saying, look, it's just it's just sort of stepping back and looking at the whole picture, keeping perspective. Do you think that's a, a fair summation or a, a, an aspect of all this? Yeah, I, I think it is. Um, I mean, because sometimes. Uh, Again, I'll, I'll almost try to not completely understand. Um, oh, I guess, yeah, I, I won't say I'm trying to not completely understand. Often I just don't um, <laughs> completely understand. But, you know, all the technology we're using or, or necessarily all the all the problem space. But, but it's, um, you know, it allows me to kind of maintain kind of this objectivity of, of I, I can't be dazzled by shiny objects that, that I don't understand. You know, they're, they're, they're not as you know, interesting to me that, that I would want to dive in and, you know, and spend days, you know, trying to figure this out because it's really cool. Um, because I'm focusing on, again, what is the fastest, cheapest, um, uh, but yet best way within those parameters, you know, to get something done. It's again, it's, 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 I think it's, it's a primary focus on, you know, what is the maximum value we can do that, that, and then sometimes I'll even see, a, you know, where clients will get all excited about some feature they're asking for. And, you know, and the developer might even say, "Oh, yeah, I can do that." You know, 
uh, you know, in three days. And, and the client's so excited, like, yeah, let's go do it. And I'll be the one to point out, like, do you realize the cost <laughs> of, of three days of, of, of this? Like, is, is it actually that worth it to you? And then, and then the, you know, given that we've got um, a very limited time and a limited budget, you know, is that where you want to spend this? And, and they realize no, uh, um, sometimes. And so, uh, you know, again, it, the coach, I think, also focuses on, you know, the long-term relationship of, you know, uh, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather save, um, the client money, you know, on, on, on every project just so that, you know, you can build up that trust, you know, that, that relevance is looking out, you know, for them, um, and, and to build long-term relationships. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, and I, I've gotten a chance to work with you and, uh, and that's been great. Um, uh, and I think I, that sort of reminds me in a, a bit of an oblique way about the other uh, blog post you wrote, which um, you, you talk about relationships, you talk about um, being agile. You wrote this article, like, again, I thought it was great, called uh, Why Retrospective Should Get Personal, which I think is an interesting take on the idea of perspective, right? Because, you know, a lot of, and I'll let you describe it more, but, you know, at a lot of companies, the review process is, you sit down with your manager and they give you feedback about how you're doing your job, which is very interesting um, given that you're probably not spending every day with them or even or even one day in 20 uh, spending right. the whole day with them. So I, I, maybe you could summarize uh, that one. What, what, is a, what is a personal retrospective? Sure. And, and, and actually, I think I might start with, with kind of a quick overview on just a, a retrospective in general because mm. um, I think one of my, my favorite uh, coaching moments at least on a, on a project with you Craig <laughs> was um, at the end of the uh, the, the, the closure script uh, closure script one project um, where I was you know technically the coach on that um, and and at, you know at the end of the project you know we kind of did a retrospective which was let's all everyone who worked on it let's get together. Let's talk about what went well, what didn't go as well, what did we learn, what would we do next time. You know, again, just very open. Just hey, let's just talk about what happened. There's no judgment. There's no, you know, um, you know, action other than you know, learnings that can be applied. Yeah, get yeah. better to others. Um, and, and the question was asked. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about you know uh, uh, what Mar- you know how Mark did on this project. You know, as a coach, and and you, you know, it was like that scene um, from Apocalypse Now. You know, when when. Uh, you know, they say, oh, you know, Kurtz asks um, uh, Martin Sheen, you know, are, are, are my methods, you know, unsound? And, 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 you know, and you were like in this very slow, you know, voice, you know, I don't know what Mark did on this project at all. You know? <laughs> and, and it was great. You know, you know, I, I didn't take it personally. It was, it was awesome because, you know, you know, I, I'd like to be as, um, you know, unnoticeable, you know, as like it, I'm supposed to be there, um, uh, when things aren't going as well as they could possibly go sure. and with you and and the other devs and designers on that project it went so well that you know occasionally i would try to kind of insert myself and add something in and and and, and it would clearly just cause turbulence you know and 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 mess things up and so so i'd back away um the uh you know one of the big things of the coaches you know again do, do no harm you know that's a great thing you know relevance of, of the developers and designers and architects are so awesome that you know there's plenty of times they'll go days be like wow uh i don't have anything to do you know necessarily on this project i could i could, you know which is great because i can focus on you know other areas you know your coaches are always you know uh, not juggling plates uh, spinning plates um mm-hmm. although juggling plates may be interesting too <laughs> um and uh but what i what was interesting what i actually was doing was spending a lot of time um, with uh, uh, Chris Redinger, who who was the product owner for that particular project, um, you know, it was an internal project, and just making sure that he had what he needed and that he knew where the product was, that that the feature that was going as he desired, and that he felt good about it. Um, and that's something the team working on the project wouldn't necessarily see, because Chris said it was like, oh, I saw you know plenty that Mark was doing, um, but again, because you got you know you guys are doing such a great job and and had a clear plan. And and we're executing on it, and Chris was happy with which what was going on. That just meant, great, the team's winning. I, I you know don't need to spend more time here. I'll well, I'm glad it. you took the comment the way it was intended, which was, <laughs> which was not, you know, why is this bozo on the team, but but that I just didn't have any visibility into what your contribution was, and and so that you read it exactly the way I meant it. So that's I'm glad to hear that. Great, yeah. I mean, and if if I had heard like I don't know what Mark did, and the project was having these problems, you know, right. that that someone could help with, but it just didn't need it, and so, so you know, anything I would have done there would have just taken away from um, the great stuff that was going on. Um, and, and and so, 
you know, personal retros are then even just more focused of the topic is not, oh, okay, looking back at the, uh, you know, the last six months or whatever of this of this project, and how did it go? What could have gone better? What what would we like to see improved? It's really the focus is a, an actual person, you know, and and, and um, I hadn't done one. I'd been at Relevance for a little over a year and figured it was time. Um, and and so basically, yeah, it just you you figure out just like in the project of the people appropriate to be there um, are the people who know the most about the project. In this case, who are the people I've worked with the most? Um, and and that was that was a few developers, um, an architect, and then um, uh, actually someone from uh, Alex War, who uh, who's our sales uh, lead um, in there, who I interact with a lot. And and. And so it was okay. These are the people who who are in best position to evaluate, you know, how I've been doing. And and again, the goal was, um, you know, you know, every day I'm sitting there, you know, as I th- think the things that I think are going well, there's still a little voice going, you know, hmm, I wonder, you know, if people really think this is effective. You know, what do folks really think? You know, how I'm doing. Um, and then uh, and from a like the things I think are going well, you know, do other people think that? And then where where am I dropping the ball? You know, some things I'm aware of, you know, and and. Hopefully, I can get some tips on. But also, you know, the most scary ones are what are the things that, you know, people are whispering to themselves. You know, oh dang, you know, this is that thing that, that you know, Mark doesn't do that well. But maybe, yeah, haven't been comfortable, you know, talking about it. There hasn't been a forum, so it kind of provides, um, even though people are really open, you know, with relevance of feedback, just still providing that specific forum of, hey, all we're doing here right now is providing this feedback. Um, and again, it's in the spirit of you know, hey, how how can this improve? Like, there's no money attached to it. There's no there's no manager there. I mean, the the results are private. They don't go anywhere. Um, but it's really just a chance for everyone to 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 say how it's been working, you know, with that person. Um, and and one thing that that was nice too is is it's it's important that these meetings. I mean, a lot of the meetings we do are um, facilitated, and that there's someone whose role specifically is there just to to run the meeting, make sure everyone's heard. Make their make sure everything gets you know transcripted if appropriate you know correctly. Just that 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 uh, there's no misunderstandings in the meeting. Um, getting people to paraphrase what they're saying uh, and and that's super helpful. And also and and they they often will set the uh, agenda for it. And so in this case, in a personal retrospective, while the 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 questions that that are going to be asked are ultimately from the the subject of the retrospective, the facilitator in this case. Um, uh, Jason Rudolph uh, was super helpful with just helping me refine. You know, what are the what are the best questions? How can we make those as clear as possible to get the best results? So, mine were uh, around like, hey, uh, we ended up with two questions really. Um, you know, in the hour that we had, uh, which which were you know one, you know, what are um, um, Mark? Uh, we made the statement. Mark has a, a good relationship with developers. Um, you know, rate you know uh, uh, one to five. Um, and then, and then a list of things to think about, like, um, you know, he supports me when I need things. He, he doesn't, you know, tell me what to do. Um, you know, th- things like we talked about what coaches do, you know, earlier. Um, and then, um, around, you know, when I, and another area was, Hey, when I hear I'm going to go work on one of Mark's projects, what am I most excited about? And what am I most concerned about? And, uh, and it was great because everyone was just super open. And, and again, like things that uh, it was great to val- hear validation of things that I thought were going well. So basically that little, you know, insecure voice that's always at the back of your head of like, you know, am I doing anything right? I, I can go, I can put that away. I don't, that doesn't distract me anymore um, for those certain things. So basically I don't have to spend, you know, time or energy uh, on that. Um, and then and then there were a few areas where, where people brought up um, things that would help. Um, and, and most of those are things I knew of, but I didn't really know what to do about them. And people gave very clear, like, here's, here's, here's how things can help. One example would be, you know, was sometimes I'd, I'd ask people, Hey, you know, what are you working on? And, and they, in my mind, and they knew this, I mean, they said, I know your intent is you want to make sure I'm not blocked. You want to make sure I have, you know, everything's clear, um, for me and you're just trying to help. But those words, you know, will often make me think, you know, maybe you don't trust me or maybe you're checking in on right. me. Are you doing and, what you're supposed to be doing? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and so, you know, it's like on the one hand, it's like, crap, you know, you know, you know, I, I, I've been having this negative impact at times. And on the other hand, it was great to hear, like, everybody knew what my intention was, you know, um, in general, it, it still, you know, caused some angst, you know, when I use those words, but, and, and they just help with like, Hey, here's, here's a better way 
um, to communicate to us, you know, when you have those questions, you know, so some things came out with like, you know, uh, a, you know, when you come up and ask us, you're probably disturbing us, <laughs> you know, breaking our thoughts. So, you know, just, just send us a, a quick email or, or, or a Skype ping and just say, Hey, you know, let me know when you're at a breaking point. Um, you know, it was one of the things, you know, to, to, to help not disturb people in their flow. And then, and then, uh, two, you know, uh, just be be ex- exceedingly clear, you know, in what you're asking for. You know, just if it comes down to it, you know, just just say, you know, uh, 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 I want to make sure, you know, that, that that you know, do you have any questions about what you're doing? Um, uh, or uh, is anything confusing? Is anything in your way? You know, how can I help? Um, and and potentially tee that up in you know in, in uh, during stand up beforehand. But just but just again, like don't don't break their flow and just be be super clear. About, about what can help, and and so little things like that um, that that folks th- thought would be helpful. Um, again, in general, they I, I, I done it you know right enough, I guess, that they understood the intentions. But these were just areas that would help. Another one, but then there were a couple where um, people relayed situations where they said, "Hey, you know, I, I expected more from you in this situation that that I really hadn't been aware of." And so again, that was like, "Oh, okay, you know, now I totally see that. I wouldn't have gotten that before." Um, and and again, it was all given in the spirit of, "Hey." You know, let's make this better. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jamie Kite, uh, a developer at Relevance, was literally uh, in an airport, you know, on a layover on on the way on a trip she was doing, but but she wanted to help out, um, and so it was was Sky, and, and and we couldn't get the voice working, so she was literally just typing furiously uh, to to get all this feedback, you know, which which I really appreciated, and I thought that was great. Um, another thing that came out of it that was kind of an unexpected bonus is. Um, one uh, uh, one of the developers said, "Hey, you know, there was a set of meetings, like a series of meetings that was that, that you never came to, and and it really would have helped if you were there, and 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 that was one like it's it's great the the personal retrospectives are great for the subject of it, but I think in many cases things actually come out to help the participants as well because um, what came out like I was like, oh wait, I but I purpose he said like I may, you know, I realize you're busy and maybe so maybe you could." improve your time management a little bit and actually and that one was like no no i had time to go to that meeting i purposely didn't because it didn't seem like it made sense for me to be there um and no one ever told me that you know so 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 uh you and the other people in that meeting who are feeling i should be there you know here here's some useful here's some feedback (laughs) you know if you think someone should be there you know let them know like don't make assumptions that they're not there because they're too busy or for other reasons um you know you know speak up you know and, and and say say what you need and so it actually helped that project which is still an ongoing project um, just this random thing that came out of there and um you know for everyone in the room we kind of made a little pact you know uh, of saying hey uh you know in the future if you if you ever see you think you know wow mark should be here you know don't don't assume why he's not there you know let him know he may have just made an incorrect yet purposeful you know assumption um, and so, so that coming out of it, I think we're all we're all kind of a better team for that. Um, and then, and then there was another one where, uh, you know, again, one of the situations uh, that Russ Olson, who is an architect, brought up of where there'd just been a, a lot of confusion um, um, around some new technology that was being brought into the project. And it was when uh, I think Russ was out one day, and and I didn't handle it very well. And it, 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 there was some confusion amongst the team, and. Uh, and, it, and it was around uh, actually CoffeeScript. Um, it was was it was a technology for the project, and uh, and so we literally ended up with a safe word um, coming out of this, such that anyone who was in that who was in that now for the people who had been in that original situation, and then just other people who were at the retrospective and saw this, that if they ever see, think like, hey, um, you know, they're getting into some argument with me. Um, or that or that that a discussion is devolving a little bit into an argument, or or, or enough people aren't the right people aren't there to talk about. Uh, we'll use the word coffee script, <laughs> uh, um, and 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 then and we'll all know what that means. Um, I go, whoa, okay, yeah, let's step back. This this is this is going in the wrong direction. Um, and so I thought that was kind of fun, you know, a little thing that that came out of that. Uh, there's one weird thing at relevance we're building up. A whole list of safe words. Yeah, the the one that can situations. <laughs> right, the one the one I hadn't uh, heard before a few maybe it was a couple months ago was rutabaga. Yes. Um, maybe you can tell people what that one is. Yeah, so that was uh, Maggie Litton's contribution. She's, she was another coach at Relevance, where um, uh, in meetings when just things would, I ta- we'd go off topic and people, but there'd be a lot of 
maybe still a lot of passion about some of the people were talking about, but it was clearly not what that meeting was for. We, we, you know, it was, it was, so it was taken away from the meeting at hand, but it was like, how do you stop this thing from going on? And Maggie, you know, said, Hey, uh, uh, if you feel the conversation is not on topic, you, anyone can say the word rutabaga. And that is a sign for everyone to go, Oh, okay. Topic check. Ooh, yeah, this is off topic. Let's set that aside. Um, um, and figure out who's going to own, you know, dealing with that situation later so we can, you know, proceed with the it's meeting. Re- and it's remarkably effective. And it's funny, too, because if you just said anybody can can say, hey, I think we're getting off topic, <laughs> there's a million ways to say that, and you have to pick one that's polite. Right. And it's almost harder for having to choose how to phrase it than to just say, look, I'm just going to blurt rutabaga, and everybody will be like, oh, yeah, okay, you're right. Clearly we are off topic. And that that's what I've seen happen every time is people will – will say, yep, you're right, we are way off in the weeds or out in left field or however you want to put it. Yeah, and that, yeah, there's no discussion, there's no there's no rank, you know, of who's saying the thing. Like like you said, you don't have to there's no emotion to it or you don't have to worry about the phrasing. It's just yeah, rutabaga. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. everyone you know, knows what it means. Cool. So um you know obviously you're a big uh, agile um, fan, agilista, whatever the Whatever the word is that means doing agile in the way you were talking about earlier, where it's not uh, being uh, be, being agile, being agile, <laughs> right? Doing, so yeah. you 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 are an agile uh, a fan of being agile would be how I put it. Um, what was your kind of journey to that like? Because I know that previously, like me, you had worked at Microsoft. Um, we were in completely different parts of this very large company, but. Um, Interestingly, I think there are actually there's actually quite a bit of agile at Microsoft, which I don't mm-hmm. think that everyone outside of there would expect necessarily. Right. Um, and, and I was there over a time period where that was largely not true, and then where it became much more true. So was that was being there part of your journey towards that, or was it something you came to separately, or how did that how did that whole work uh, thing work for you? Um, no, I think I think it was definitely uh, contributed to it. You know, I was there for a long time. You know, and it was great while I was there. You know, eventually just wanted to do something different. Um, uh, but, uh, I mean, in a, in a lot of groups, uh, you know, the challenge is, and, and this goes back to, you know, it was just tough in big companies with, with bureaucracies of where, you know, you've got these big budgets and these big projects. If you're going to, you kind of have to do these big, long, you know, one or two year or more projects. And in order for someone to sign off on, on such a budget, you know, in, in that sort of environment, you've got to have like very detailed specs and plans that take you out one to two years. Um, and so you spend, um, you know, months and months, you know, kind of developing what this project is going to be. Uh, and then, and, then, and I think that worked, you know, you know, in, in, in the past. But the problem is that by the time you ship a project that you planned one or two years earlier, you know, the odds of it being what people actually want anymore, you know, is, is getting slimmer and slimmer. So I think in some sense, you know, agile, a lot of agile practices were less, um, I guess, critical when, you know, software was shipped in big boxed project products, you know, every few years, every, you know, every couple of years. Um, and, the, and, and again, these, and, and that, that weren't easily updatable, I think was a big thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like you couldn't really, you can't iterate on, well, I mean, you know, I guess office or, or, or windows, it's a lot harder. Um, and so, you know, and, and so, uh, I think a lot of the things that are done in the fashions that they are, would are, you know, were, and I think still are for some of those products done that way for a reason. Um, but what, what, what really started the change, um, was when, you know, I had been in the, uh, uh, the mobile group for a long time and, and that was where I think it, things started to break down a bit where, um, again, when you move into phones and people, want updates and and things to change frequently um that that's where uh you know we ran into some trouble there of where again when when by the time we'd ship you know the next version uh it had been surpassed by you know other other things that 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 were out there and that became tough and so um that's where so i i got to see you know kind of where where the the longer more planned more waterfall projects actually were probably the right thing to do, you know, on, on those certain projects. And then I got to see where it started to break down. Uh, and then when I, I moved into, um, uh, the Bing mobile team, which, um, and, and it was funny, our, our, our primary, um, uh, focus platform was, was actually building, you know, Bing mobile for the, for the iPhone. Like I think 
Bing is like the only division of Microsoft that that you know you can use. But we're like I, you know, it it people you could use an iPhone. You know, it made sense just because right. that 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 was where for for that particular you know for for Bing Mobile you you just was our widest distribution. Um, so it made sense. And then there's also Android and and and, and other versions. Um, then was baked into into Windows Phone. But um, but there you know in the in in the in the mobile app space, I mean that stuff's changing constantly, and you mm-hmm. need new features out there all the time. And so, um, I mean, it was great. I was in a, a, a meeting with uh, Satya Nadella, was the VP at the time, and he was just, he was like, "Look, damn it, you know, you know, when when can someone come here with a great idea and we see it, you know, in, in our customers' hands two weeks later?" And he would slam his hand down on the table, you know, like there, you know, there's four guys in some condo in New York, you know, kicking our ass, you know, on on <laughs> on, some, on some of these features because they were cranking it out, and and it was harder for Microsoft to do that. But but I think that in that area, especially that that was where we did start moving a lot more um, to acting like agile teams that again would ship ship things out there. Um, even even Bing. Um, I mean, uh, I think all you know, Google, all all the uh, search engines and other apps do this all the time. But like, just very heavily instrumented and and just A/B testing. You know, they could have you know twenty twenty. You know, like just tons of tests going on at the same time and constantly tweaking. So it's funny if you get you know fifty people together and say, hey, everyone, let's go to um, you know, Bing.com and again, Google. Well, I get, Google may do this as well, but um, the the and, and just the and the related features with maps, you know, and everything within there. Um, and if, and if fifty people went to the site, they would like very frequently see very different things. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm sure there's people out there who think they're insane when like they tell they go and tell someone all this cool feature they saw. Um, you know, when they went to the site and, and, you know, everyone in the room was like, what are you, what are you talking about? We don't, <laughs> we don't have that. Cause they were literally testing things out all the time I gotcha. and constantly tweaking. And, and so that was where, you know, again, there, there's areas, the areas where it's applicable at Microsoft, I think they're definitely making the shift and I got a chance to be a part of that. Um, and then other areas, it just doesn't necessarily make sense, um, to where you just can't, it, depending on the, you know, the, the type of project or product. Uh, you can't iterate that quickly, but but anywhere you, where you are, again, you just gotta embrace it. Of again, of, of continuous iteration, um, but again, in a in a uh, you know rigorous and disciplined fashion. Right, keeping your eye on that ball. Yeah, and 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 to measure things like it does no good just to change things quickly unless you you know again you have the discipline and 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 technology in there to to measure. <laughs> You know things that are changing. Well, that's that's a great point. I I don't think we've talked about that at all before on the show. Um, is, is that a part of of relevance's approach? I mean, what are the sort of measurements that we do around um, around our software development process? Um, I think it's something that that, that we're still growing in. Um, you know, it, it's it's kind of take the uh, uh, I guess I think we're really good at the art approach of it, and still have some room to grow from the science. Like again, the 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 deep um, you know, an open and honest retrospectives about projects, um, I think are kind of the, you know, you get a metric out of that of, Hey, what worked, what didn't work. And then, and then try to see that across projects. Sure. Um, and even to the point, you know, it, it's funny people kind of make fun of us sometimes of how much, you know, all the, the retro, you know, how retrospective we are, but, yeah. but literally we had, we had a, uh, a feature originally was slated to be uh, a couple of days. Uh, this is just recently, and it ended up taking um, like a week to do, and we liter- and, it, and we literally had a, a, a mini retro <laughs> um, for an hour on that of like why why did that take you know twice as long as it as it should? And again, it wasn't a uh, who screwed this up, you know, who do we blame? It was right. huh, let, let's take a look at what happened, you know, why, you know, why did that happen? What can we learn from it? Just just so again, the, the outcome is it, it fine. Like it, it, that's kind of the goal of like like deeply analyze. All your, you know, uh, if you deeply, deeply analyze all your trip ups that, you know, aren't, you know, fatal, that'll, that'll keep you from doing something fatal because you, you, you learn from the, uh, you know, every time there's a, there's a small misstep. Um, but again, everyone just sat down like, hey, who, let's, let's walk through this day by day, you know, communication by communication and see, see what happened. And then, and, and it's, it's, we definitely made shifts, you know, in, even within that same project. So, um, uh, again, from that, but that's the, you know again that's the the art of it of just just talking which I think is immensely valuable but there's probably more to 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 learn from to put a lit, a bit more science into it one thing I know we've started doing is just uh, at the beginning and then at any critical points in the projects 
kind of created what we call the, um, uh, and this is something like, uh, I think Mike Nygaard, um, our architect, uh, kind of brought into the system of this, the notion of um, uh, uh, the, uh, a technical technical risk matrix mm. um, where we kind of, there's like all these different factors that could affect a project. Like, hey, it's it's a tech we're not as familiar with, or it's an integration project, or it involves, um, um, you know, it needs to be, you know, a, a highly... Um, scalable system you know just 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 all, all the different factors that could be and and kind of um you know putting an x in the box you know for the ones and from that you can kind of judge at least what you think you know the 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 risks and dangers will be in a project and that kind of affects um how you look at it who who's on that project how closely you need to monitor things um and then and then over time we'll kind of see okay what are the outcomes so what are the outcomes of projects based on how we rated them originally in terms of, you know, danger and risks and complexity, and, you know, and trying to learn from that. And we've actually kind of introduced um, uh, a, a non-technical risk matrix. So kind of, a, um, you know, availability of the client, um, clarity of vision, you know, again, these, these things that are kind of a movement towards measurements. Um, yeah. Do you think, um, I mean, do you think there's a spectrum there where, so I might call that qualitative versus quantitative. And we, we do a lot of qualitative measurement where we, we stop every two weeks and pause mm-hmm. for an hour and look at the qualities of the project, either going forward with a risk assessment or looking back with a retrospective. And then the, the other types of retrospectives that we do that we've talked about here and on the show before. Um, do you think there is a it, – does it make sense to move all the way over to, to quantitative or is the qualitative part remain important? I mean what's the, what's the balance in your mind? Um, ideally, I I think the, um, I don't want to mix the two up, but the, the talking one, (laughs) uh, um, I, I I think is the kind of thing, I think that's where you have the bulk of your success and the numbers are kind of your sanity check Mm. because it's easy, you know, it, it can, it can be easy to fool yourself, you know, or convince yourself of certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so I think they're both important, but 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 I think in general, you're better off, you know, starting with the the talking and then using using the numbers as the sanity check, versus going the other way around because a lot of times numbers can be interpreted, you know, in a million different ways. It's true. So I think they're 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 both important, but um, again, if if I'd say if you, you know, it and it's a lot harder to do the numbers one because again, like how you measure something. Um, you know, and, and what it means, you know, can you can get very different results. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the meantime, you know, talk. <laughs> right, right. If if you do nothing else, the talking is. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and just question. You know, it, it's funny. Like, like, um, you'll think, you know, oh, everyone's in agreement, and then and then you'll you'll just just restate the issue of of. I mean, it's some something like coaches try to do in in, in meetings as well of. Okay, so here's what everyone just said, you know, and people will be totally, everyone's agreed that the conversation's come to an end, and then you just kind of restate, okay, here's what we've just been saying for the last 20 minutes, and um, inevitably someone will be like, oh, you know, now that I hear it said back again, actually, here's here's a change I'd like to make, or, um, you know, and this, this is one where, again, uh, Jason Rudolph, who kind of, he, he, he's... He's gone full on in development now, but he was a coach when I started who kind of trained me and got, got me started. I kind of hung out in his kangaroo pouch for the first six weeks and just you know, <laughs> watched what he did, which was immensely helpful. Um, and his, his his little trick, which was great because now he's a developer on one of my projects and I got to do this to him and, and it worked and I was all excited. Um, uh, where, where you know, you say, okay, all right, so does everyone know what they're doing today? And and everyone says yes. And then – or, or – or, you hear a, you know you hear just this chorus of yeses or or nods or whatever, and then say, Jason, do you know what you're doing today? And and he and then he was like, oh, actually I have a question about something. <laughs> it's like yeah, you know it works because because it's it's hilarious if just like in 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 the group, people are real quick to to affirm things, oh, yeah. but if you if you actually you know ask them by name and and. Um, yeah, I found when I was in a, you get different answers. <laughs> when I've when I've taught courses, um, you know, you want to check to make sure people are understanding, and 
so oftentimes you'll say things like, you know, state a fact, right, and people will nod. Um, or, you know, say something and say, does that make sense? Um, and you want to, you know, throw those phrases in to kind of make sure people are staying with you. But what I found was that um, the answer to that question is almost inevitably yes. Right. But if you then turn to someone who's kind of like nodding, like, uh, you, you know, they're nodding, they're like, okay, yeah, oh, sure. Then you say, so um, would you say that makes 100% sense or 80% or is it more like 20? And when you when you make people be specific that a lot of times you can discover that they did not have any idea what you were talking about, right? Because right. <laughs> you presented it poorly or it's a complex concept or whatever. So yeah, so yeah absolutely. P- making people be specific is a great way to, to, under- to, to gauge their understanding in a – you know, a binary answer, yes or no, just... Yeah, and it's not, I mean, you can do it in a way, you know, it, it's possible, I guess, to be kind of a wiener about it, you know, like, oh, yeah, you understand, you understand? Right. well, then explain it to me. But no, no, it's, it's just, no, it's important to me that, to, that, that, that I'm confident that you understand. You, you know, it, it's, it's, it's in a helping fashion. And again, that, that, again, that's just the environment we try to create of, of um, you can just ask questions and, and, and you know, wow, that, that seemed to, it seemed to take you, you know, um, a lot longer than than we had originally expected. You know, let's talk about what went on. And, and again, people understand that it's all in the spirit of, uh, you know, what can we learn? You know, it's 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 not about judgment or or, or anyone's in trouble. Right. Which which and that that's kind of a different thing. To that that takes kind of everyone to be on board. You know, at at a company or an organization. You know, to have that that communal trust. Right. Um, and that's something that you know can be lost pretty quickly. You know, if if again, why we try to. You know, I, you know, again, stress like, uh, you know, with the project, you know, project manager, you know, or coach, like, there's no management involved. It's like, hey, we're all in this together. Let's 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 figure out how to how to do it. Um, yeah, I think I think way. trust is a big is a big part of it. But uh, um, and I'm sure we could go and talk about that. I mean, I have a ton of questions. I'd love to get your your perspective on around um, building trust and stuff like that. But I think it might make sense to save that for the next time we talk to you. Okay. Um, we've been talking for quite a while. Fascinating conversation. I know we could go on and on. Uh, but uh, I got to get to the the other question that uh, that you know is coming, uh, which is uh, actually before we get to that question, and it won't be a surprise to anybody. But before we do that, there is one other thing I want to ask you, which is um, uh, as, as we wind down here, is there anything that you would like people to know about? I mean, you've got the you've got the microphone here. Is there are there things you're working on? I mean, what you're doing on Friday or stuff that's going on at Relevance or just what do you want to tell people? Um. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, nothing, you know, super specific, but, but, uh, I, I guess one, one, one small thing is, is, you know, in the role I'm in now, um, it's, it's actually, uh, not necessarily what my background was. Like I actually, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a poli sci major, you know, to, mm-hmm. to start with. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, and, and, in a Microsoft for a while, I was, a, I was a QA manager and, and what I had found was, um, you know, a lot of, the 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 main QA you know you know role and I found like I was actually a lot more attracted to you know you know the more project management type role and and one thing just in, in uh, what I, what I found is if you just start kind of doing the role that that you want to be doing you know make sure that that you know what what someone else thinks you're supposed to be doing actually gets done um, but if there's something that that you really think you'd rather be doing or, or, the, or that you could be even better at. Like what I found was, you know, 30% of my job was sort of project management type things and, and 70% was, um, you know, kind of other other areas. Um, I kind of just focused on being, you know, making sure the other part got done, but 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 really uh, start doing a great job at the part that you love the most and you'll find that people will start giving you, you know, more of those responsibilities and, and magically, you know, some of your others will start to be given to other people. And and just you know just start doing the job that that you want to do you know that, that that you're best at and and I think that uh, that would be my recommendation for people don't wait for someone to give you some other job or wait for some opening and I'm totally stealing this from Seth Godin um, okay but but uh, uh, it, it was super helpful to, to me um, and so I wanted to uh, you know again just put that out there just do you know it's I, I don't I'm I, it's kind of I'm not real into the you know do what you love kind of thing because that. It sometimes doesn't really work, but just do, uh, you know, start from with, within where you are. You know, that doesn't mean mm. go do something completely different, but there's there's ways to do um, the type of thing that you like from where you are. And sometimes it's not, and you have to go and do something else, but you probably have a lot more leeway uh, where you are. And then, um, you know, again, the, the 
what I found, you know, the way I ended up at Relevance was actually had figured out, okay, what, what exactly is the role I'd want to do? And it was kind of on the path that trying to create that, you know, at Microsoft, but then I actually randomly come across the Relevance uh, website and there was a three month old blog post that described the coach role. And it was like literally I like a day before I had described my friend that particular, you know, that almost exact role. Awesome. Um, I was like, Oh, it exists. Cool. And, you know, went from there, but, um, yeah, I'd say don't, don't, don't settle for what you're doing. All right. Words to live by. Cool. Thanks for the advice. I think it's good advice. Um, so then, um, so, so thanks a ton for coming on, Mark. Um, we, we got to ask you the, the, uh, the second most important question of the show, which is what's the music that we should go out on? Oh, Craig, I think, uh, we need to give the people what they want and that's free bird. Free bird. All right. Another rather podcast first. I'll try to find the, uh, the 38 minute concert version of it or whatever it is. Sweet. Well, thanks a lot, Craig. I really appreciate it. That that, that was a lot of fun. I guess, I guess we're obligated to do a quick retro. Um, okay. Yes. Let's do a retro on the podcast. Generally the way we do it is, uh, from one to 10. Um, one is, uh, this is a total waste of my time. Um, 10 was, that was the most awesome thing ever. Um, five was, you know, look, that was, that was a good use, use of my time about what I expected. Um, I'll go with you first, Craig. Okay. I would give it a seven. I was a great conversation. It was very interesting. Uh, if I had, if I might go with separate scores for you and for me, um, I would, I would give you a seven. You were awesome. And I would probably give myself a five. I think I did about what I would expect. And I have some, when we get to the feedback portion of the retro, I have a little bit of feedback for myself. So, <laughs> okay. And this one, I actually funny had the, the, the exact, uh, opposite numbers in my mind of, again, I, I thought you were great. Uh, super helpful. I've listened to, you know, actually spent the last week kind of listening to, to, to more of your podcasts. And, and again, you, you, you make it easy, you know, you, you, you segue to topics. You, I think you make it, it helpful. I think I have a tendency to, to kind of drift. I, uh, I'm not sure I was as focused as I wanted to be and kind of went off on a couple of random things, um, that I thought I could have done a little better on, but, uh, I thought it was a great experience and, and definitely appreciate uh, the opportunity, Craig. Well, I, I super appreciate it. And I would say that from my perspective, you, you didn't drift at all. You said very, very, it sounded really coherent to me. Um, the one thing I would say for myself in the spirit of a retro is that uh, I, I think I need to work on my endings. I felt like we sort of jumped right to the ending. I started to talk about the music and then we immediately um, went back over to handing you the mic and maybe I could have uh, given you a little bit more warning ahead of time about the fact that I was going to ask you, are there any um, things that you want to communicate in addition to uh, to the other stuff that we talked about? But um, but but I I, uh, I super appreciate you having me on the show, and it's actually a great. I like this idea too, by the way, of doing the the show retro. That's pretty cool because this is something that we really do at the end of maybe not every meeting, but a lot, and we certainly do it as part of um, our other our other retrospectives and. and uh, and introspective uh, aspects of our process. So. Cool. Yeah, because I thought that was my most, my most rambling part was the part that I got put on the spot for <laughs> at, yeah. at, at the end. So, well, let's um, not believe it. I think but, people are really going to enjoy the conversation because I certainly did. So uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. Thanks a ton cool. for coming on, Mark. It, it's always great to work with you. You are um, <laughs> your music selections, uh, particularly the, the one beginning, only hint at the fact that you have an awesome sense of humor. I'm, it's it's too bad we didn't give to get, expose people uh, to that a little bit more. But it's well, always I'm not wearing pants. So. Ah, right. Well, there's that. But uh, you know, uh, we're on the radio, so it's okay. Um, anyway, so so thanks a ton for coming on, Mark. It was really great to have you, and we will have you back. I can already think of you know four or five things that we could talk about for. Um, forever, I'm sure, but uh, but we'll have you have you back on again at some point in the future. Excellent, I look forward to that and and, and using our, uh, our our feedback. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'd like to thank the listeners as always, and this has been Think Relevance the podcast.